Seals in the moisture, hot water takes out the uh, the chemicals in. I mean, the, the oil in your hair uh, that your brain like lubricates, that your head lubricates with. <coughs> no, because uh, like shit like that. It's counterintuitive, but <coughs> if you don't know, you just don't I, know. I did. Oh, I've li- I lived with women most of my life. I knew all of this. Yeah. No, I I did it involuntarily because when I was growing up, we had oil heat. In what is oil heat? Where it's like you buy kerosene or you can buy like. Oh, uh, like oil yeah. lamp kerosene. Yeah. Lamp. Okay. That was uh, our source. Kind of. Yeah. I had a. I lived in a trailer home that was run on propane. Okay. No, but like, uh, so we had to get like, you know, we had a huge like two hundred gallon <laughs> tank in the basement, and it was a nor- you know, I'm staying in New York winters and shit, and our house was so fucking porous, man. Like it, the heat would just. Bu- it, you had to like run that shit all, all the time to keep it warm, and then there were times we just didn't fucking have it. We just were empty. Mm-hmm. And we'd have to wait till dad got paid, which is like on a Thursday. So then we'd go down to the local store and get like five gallons of kerosene, then dump that in. And that became like a thing we used to do. Like we just dump kerosene in. Oh, and, then, and, then, and then bleed the furnace so that it would run. I remember kerosene yeah. lamps, yeah. My people from yeah. Mississippi, so we had that type of stuff when I was growing up. Yeah, I grew up on oil heat too. They had to come fill yeah. the tank every so often. Yeah, but like we were poor, so we didn't have like we would we would do that when things were going good, like <laughs> quote unquote, like oh hey we're buying actual oil from an oil guy. He's in a co- wow. Okay, this is a good month for us. All right, <laughs> right. Uh, we was actually uh, having a conversation about like how people have this like disdain for growing up poor, but being poor just meant you had a lot more fun. You invented a lot more things to 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 have fun with. Oh yeah, like it, it like a, a lot of people don't realize your life. You had a fun life because you were poor. A lot of kids that grew up rich, yeah, they had things, but they didn't have their parents around. They didn't necessarily have the friendships you had, the adventures you had because they could buy anything. They they had to go to summer camps, or they had, or a lot of them were like victims of the money. They had to do things. Because they were the successor to a whole lot of money. So they weren't allowed to be kids and things like that. So I hear people talking about, like, oh, we grew up poor, this, that, and the other. I'm like, you probably grew up pretty fun. Now you're just trying to put in this context of, oh, that was bad. As, like, a white trash kid, like, as far as, like, how we, you know, like, that kind of, like, mentality, <coughs> uh, like, Rust Belty area. It was, it, like, I don't look back at it badly. It was just a thing that we just went through. It was yeah. just a th- it, it wasn't like... I'm like, I, I don't shit on it, I, and I don't wish it didn't happen. It happened. But now it's like when you, yeah. you it's like you got to listen to the way people talk. They they emphasize yeah. they were poor now. People are yeah. like, oh, I grew up poor. It's like it's not like just grew up because like if you, well, I don't think you maybe remember, but it's like I pay attention to how the words people use and how they use them. I can remember saying like it was just you grew up. Yeah. You didn't grow up poor. You grew up yeah. in this place. You grew up like this, but it wasn't. It didn't had it had nothing to do with your economic standings. Yeah. Oh, because that's before. Uh, it goes kind of back to that television thing again. Oh, uh, yep. Compared like to standards. what you're exposed to, like if all yeah. of the people that you're exposed to are in the same rough income level, that's yeah. just what normal is to it's, you. Yeah, you got it. And so as soon as someone is not normal to that, then they can put out the precursor of, oh, well, I grew up this, so now this is my view, and this is how it differs from your view. Yeah, you're right. I get it. You so you can't, you can't <coughs> like. Uh, I think a lot of people use it unnecessarily as a crutch. Yeah, yeah. Like definitely. a lot of people just cry about how they grew up poor. But like I grew up poor, but like like you said, I had a blast. 
Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, like, I had no parental supervision from the age of like twelve to like ever. Dude, I'm like, dude, yeah. the shit we used to do. I'm like, man, I, yeah. I'm like, I had a, an amazing childhood. I, I had a whole just growing up, and I got in trouble. I had, I got some shit that may have, may have ruined, may have had have ruined my life. You know what I'm saying? But I got out of it. <laughs> I'm still here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like it, it, I don't have any. It didn't. It doesn't bother me. And I know people that grew up on my same level. I know people that grew up above my level right now that are complaining about they grew up poor and because they grew up poor. This day. And I've met people, and I've met a lot of black people like this. They're mad at their parents because now they're looking at how white parents raised their kids and all the things they gave their kids in relation to how they grew up. And now they're getting mad at their parents believing that their parents didn't do enough. Wow, man. I see it a lot, man. I mean, I didn't have a great childhood, but I, I don't go down that road, man. I no, realized, I mean, like, hey, they did the best they could with what they had. And that's the, that's the yeah. attitude you have to take. Yeah. It was, as soon as you take this attitude where it's oh. like they failed you, then you just set yourself up for whole ty- all types of mental difficulties. I, I, I'll, I'll give you well, a whole. Uh, well, I'll, be, I'll be quick, I promise. Okay. The whole thing about that is if I can blame my mom for why I am the way I am, I don't have to take responsibility for it. Yeah. If I can blame my shitty childhood for the person that I became, now it's not my fault. It's it's my like tragedy. Yeah. Oh. It, like I it, I'm I'm justified in being what I am now because this is how I grew up. Yeah. No. Um. That's bullshit. Sorry. Oh, totally. Go yeah. ahead. Uh, we when I was like ten, right? I was living in Maine. You know, it was like life was going great. I was the popular kid in school. All this shit like that. And then my dad's like, "Hey, I took a job in Jacksonville, Florida. We're moving like at." At, in the summer, I was like, all right. So then we moved to fucking Jacksonville, and it was like a fucking. T- it was like a fucking. I went through like a portal of some sort because it was like, I went from like single room elementary school and like the, in fucking Maine to now I'm like in like a high school situation where there's periods, you know, and all that shit. And I'm like, a lot more people. I'm just, it's, it's like, I was shell shocked, and uh, that we we lived there for about two years. Hated every goddamn moment of it. Every day was a fucking was brutal. I got my ass beat constantly by. Why do you Why do you think you hated it? It's just because I was just a weird kid, and everyone fucking like just wanted to beat me up. So it was like you know, and I tried. But sports helped me get out of that. What made you What made you popular at the old school? Because it was just you know we all were like like local. It was very very local. It was small. So you were you were just the 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 he was accepted there. He yeah yeah he was the coolest kid in that town. He went to a big town. Yeah. yeah, big fish, small pond type oh, yeah, of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll right, admit right. that that's fine, but like, life was going good. But then that mm-hmm. that thrown at me, and for the for years, I would I voiced my displeasure about the situation for years, even afterwards, and to the point where I thought it was like, can I, I can I, I give you a lesson right quick? Yeah. So what happened was, I'm gonna get you, to that. Yeah, you, you outgrew where you was at. Yeah. Nature was like, okay, you're ready to get bumped up. Yeah. Nature presented you with a challenge. Yeah. And instead of you meeting the challenge, you started complaining. Well, I, I just tried to survive it. Huh? I was just trying to survive you're, you're, it. You always you said you hated. You started yeah. complaining. I wasn't complaining. I was just trying to survive the situation. Like so you were just yeah. trying to survive it. Yeah. What do you mean, dude? I was getting like, dude, I would get shit thrown at me. Like I, I throw shit back. Throw shit back. Well, I've, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. I mean, I see your point, but yeah, yeah so, okay, yeah. I just want to make sure you see my point. Yeah, oh, my back. No, no, I'm not saying you're wrong. Okay, <laughs> but like I held it over my parents' head for like the longest time, right? Oh, so you blame your parents because they moved you. Yeah, I ah. did that. Okay, I did that. And I'll fully own that. I did that. But as I got older, I realized why my dad did that and all this stuff. Like what when it, like the adult reason why we fucking had to do this. Mm-hmm. And I started to be like, oh, fuck. 
you know, I would have if I was in their shoes, I would have done the same fucking thing. I can't really blame them. It, it's just it was just a rough time for me. I didn't maybe didn't handle it well, but also just it was just I, I don't know. But probably it, puberty didn't help. Puberty also did not help. Uh, that that sucked too. But I mean, I, I had some good times there. I'm not saying it was complete shit, but I mean, it was it was rough. It was it was it was a culture shock. You know what I'm saying? And then, uh, but yeah, it, it sucked. But like when I got older, then I told my dad about it because like, he always, he kind of knew. I never said it to his face, but he knew we, had, we were pissed at him over the decision. Mm-hmm. And my dad was kind of <laughs> passive aggressive. So he would say that kind of shit all the time when, when he's mad at you, you know? So, but like I sat him down one day and I talked to him. I was like, hey, listen, man, I, I mean, it, it, I have no ill will towards you Dude, over that. I, I truly am starting to develop this sympathy for white men. <laughs> I do because they're, uh, they're a victim of the system they're in, man. Everybody's a victim yeah. of the system they're in. But white dudes just get shitted on so hard. There's no sympathy for them whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, I talk shit about you, but I understand your pain. <laughs> but this is just cause and you, effect. No, you cannot be a black white apologist. Look, as uh, literally the person in this room, and I fully own the fact that I'm by a wide margin the most quote unquote privileged people in this building, for that matter. I, I've seen it, and it's like I do recognize the like weird hypocrisy about me being upset about like the way my parents dealt with me. But to your point, going all the way back, it's like people that manage to come out and be like or, an order of magnitude better than what they came from is actually an, a testament to their parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they anybody that says my parents fucked me up and I did this, it's like. Well, something that they did made you learn something differently than a lot of people learn something in a way that you were able to materialize into a comfortable life for you and a generation behind you. I had to call my mom because when I had a realization of the fact that the way my mom raised me allowed me to to develop into the person I am today, I had to call that and thank my mom. I said I had no idea that. Because this is what I've learned. I have a lot of my friends that are activists. What their parents did was they sent them on these activist journeys. Their parents were activists. Or their parents had problems with white people. or their, problems had, their parents had problems with something. So what they did was they cast this war upon their child. They may have not known they were doing this, but they did it inadvertently. But they did this, and now everything they see is a world of race. They can't get out from under this ghost. Everything is race and I sat down, I had a conversation with two of them, and it was a battle because if you look at it, if, you have, if you're intelligent enough, you have enough logic, you can look at history through a lens of race and think that the entire universe was created to oppress you. And this is the way they dictated it. And I try to tell them, you got to take race out of it and look at it as a human nature thing. They aren't this because they're this and we're that. They're this because they ha- that had the opportunity to be this. That's all it is. It's opportunity. That's all. You give humans opportunity, oh, my God. We'll do all sorts of shit with it. And that's all it is. But that... So where, since, since you bring that up, so where does... Where and why does racism come from? You want to know where racism comes from? Like, I mean, honestly, truly, because like, like, philosophically, a, a, or do you want to like almost, a social... Almost I, I every race has had their time in the barrel. Yeah. All things considered, every race has had their you, time you in the barrel. You know what it is? It, so why it, is it... Like, it goes back it? to this. It, this, is, this is what it is. If this it's is, not economic, 
What is it? This is what it is. This is what it is innately on a human level. Level is villainization of difference. <laughs> Anything different from myself means I have to adjust to some degree of difference. Humans don't like change. We don't like to adjust. Staying in a box makes means we're safe. If we can predict the future, then we we're safe. That's what we're trying to do. But anytime we meet somebody that is not like ourselves, then we have to consider new things. Now, we'll, we're cool if that person acts in accordance in the way that we think they should act. Soon as that person acts any way that we don't think they should act, we villainize that because we ultimately don't want to like them because they're different. But we'll tolerate you as long as you do what we but say. Why don't you? Why wouldn't I like something that's different? This is where the mental part comes in. That you do. We want different shit. That's the part. That's the fucked up part. We like difference. We're humans. If you give us the same thing for too long, we'll rebel against it. That's how our societies evolve. That's how. That's why Pornhub is the way it is. You understand? We only like stuff for so long. Then we're like, all right, come on, the next next joke, motherfucker. Come on, I I, I heard it. Come on. That's how humans are. Yeah. So we never like anything for too long. But then we villainize those things. Why because we, then we attach we attach morality to those things. We attach good and evil. We attach all of these other things to those differences that we've created because we enjoy them. I think that's too... We're going too deep, but it's, it's no, something... No, I think that's not... You're not getting to the crux of the Oh, what's the crux the then? Give me crux then. Is if something is different from me and I don't feel it is a threat, I am okay with that. I like pretty flowers this because is they are... They are fine. They are not going to hurt me. They are not going to take over my house. They are not going to take this from me. But when you have some, any being, literally, it can be a fucking blue whale. It could be a fucking lion. It could be another human. But if it possesses a trait that I know can end my power, my life in that moment in a way that I have no ability to, like, counteract then i'm going to be fearful of that that's weakness that's weakness that means you have something above me that can do harm to me that i can't stop you so from doing instead of embracing the fact that there is that fundamental difference mm -hmm. we choose to become fearful of it other than like this is a valued member of the overall community whether it be a whale a lion or another human this is this is part like if we're all on the same fucking team and who gives a shit right. running backs can't tackle like run the line but like a goddamn we, center. We know this, James. We know this innately in our heart. But this is how we get into mental difficulties. We know this, but we fight against it. We fight against the fact that we know these things are the way they are. It's the whole Buddha principle of one. Everything is you experiencing everything from you want to experience everything in the world. You feel like you can't do it, but you're literally experiencing everything all at once. That's what the universe is. That's the whole idea of the Godhead and God being everybody and you being God is that you forgot you were God. So you can play a game of finding out that you were God. That's the whole idea of ascending to so the right. fact that you're God. You're taking off the mass. You're ascending up through the planets and through the stars and all that shit. You can put astrology and all that shit in there. You know what I'm saying? But. And when you villainize that thing, you drive yourself crazy because you don't know why you're doing it because you love beauty. You love difference. Beauty is difference is a spice of life. You want it. You go crazy if everybody was you. 
But then you look at it and then you take you say that, OK, now that I can look at history and that person looks like that and they did that thing to somebody that looked like me. Now that dog is like every other dog in the world. The dog that bit me is like every other dog. You know what? There's an interesting corollary here. And this is uh, it's something that just came to me now is there are entire communities not very far from here that some or all of us may have lived in before when you live in like a housing development. Of any sort, from apartment buildings to, you know, like, you have your own quarter acre, but every every house looks exactly the same. Mm-hmm. It's like, we there's some people that really want that uniformity, and then when that happens, they'll question the motherfuckers that move into them. Yeah. It's like, you live in a, like, but that's super, no, like, but, that is such, like, an, an allegory. But then you so, have... Like, Oh my God, I want everything to be homogenized. And therefore, when anything doesn't look exactly like the next thing, they want it for them. Here's the the one. And I heard these jokes a lot. And I heard people say these things a lot. Is like they would bring up uh, like the uh, the kids in the cages thing, right? Or Or like the whole immigration thing. They'd be like, yes, bring them all in. Bring them all in. You know, with that, you know, that, that justifiable, like that left wing, like we're going to let everyone come through because it's hardship and all that stuff. And then they would go, but people from like Michigan moving here, get the fuck out. What's that? You're from California? No, we don't want you here. You know, like, wait, you can't be one thing and then not the other. It's not a pick. It's, you know what I'm saying? Like, I see see the connection you're you're making. You're basically, you're being a xenophobe, but the popular version of it. The one that's now you're getting it. Jacob, yeah. Jacob, it. Jacob. Yes. It's perfectly, it's, <laughs> Jake, shush. It's perfectly acceptable to help a child in need, Jacob. Oh, absolutely. That's not going to change my economy, but anyway, make it better. Yeah. If I can give this child a good future, that's amazing. But if some dickhead wants to move here from Michigan because the weed is better here, <laughs> fuck him. The highways aren't built for this many people. <laughs> Like a real native, <laughs> but uh, been here coming up on twelve years, and I am right with Bear. When I first moved here, I came with that New York fucking shit ass angry driver attitude. In oh, yeah. six months, I was like, everything's cool. Like I didn't drive with any James. any anger, and then all of a sudden, all these motherfuckers from Chicago and Texas and yeah. James California, you know and all of a sudden, it's like oh, people. Like since the used beginning, used to not drive with such urgency. Like yeah, it, it was J- cool James, for a while. We live in a technology age. We don't. This is what you got to understand. We don't just do things in one facet of our lives. When one thing we do, when we demand speed in one thing, we just spend man speed in everything. Everything has to be fast. That's why relationships are over real fast. That's why you got to be everywhere quick as hell. We thought technology was going to free us from work, but with more speed, it demands more of us. Well, that's the fun thing is like, I mean, for those of us that were that are quote unquote essential that had to go to work when everybody else got to work from home. Holy fuck, were the streets brilliant. Oh, I'm going to miss those days so much. I'm going to miss those days like a dead brother. I'm gonna uh, miss them so was, much. Oh my god, so it was beautiful, magical. Oh. Just driving at ru- like around rush hour, having to to work, and it was just like this is a pleasant experience. Yeah. Like there's almost nobody. I walked to work for like two weeks yeah. after you bought the car and before we bought our new one, and it was magical. Like birds were <laughs> chirping. There wasn't honking and engines. It was delightful. 
And lot- I will miss that. I, I I really think all you idiots should work from home if you can. I like how we just talked about the principle of uh, accepting everybody, and then James like, I hate people. <laughs> right? No. It's a complete you 180. No, that? it happened. I watched I watched the cycle. He was there. I watched your anger grow. I almost had a Palpatine moment like, yes, let the hate flow through <laughs> you. <laughs> I because love- oh no, James has to commute sometimes, dude. I drive for a living. I understand. I know how bad rush hour so gets does in he? this city. Oh, I can know it very well. It's but it was it was wonderful because the people that were on the road were conscientious of why they were on the road. It wasn't a I yeah. got to get there before you mentality because like, you know it what didn't it have any of that. It a was, lot of these there was were- no hierarchy on the roads for a like couple weeks. Because you know great. what you had you had mature. Secure people out there driving. You have neurotic people out there driving their cars really fast because they feel like they got to get there. You're like, well, shit, everybody's dying. Fuck it. I'm going to take my motherfucking time. Ain't nobody out here anyway. I'm going to chill. The chill motherfuckers was out driving. That's why you didn't have no problem, James. It was great. I was at the airport. And we were all high. I was flying. We were all high. (laughs) Dude, I was flying when everything was going on. Everybody was chill. Motherfuckers like the people that just didn't give a fuck. They just like, look, we doing it because we know, I right, just whatever. That's just how that's the that was the attitude. It was like we know we got to do this. All right, put your mask on. It wasn't even a big deal. But like, soon as you let the soon as you tell the people they got to go back out, now you have, oh my God, we're gonna die. Now you got to up the standards. Now you got to up all the protections and shit like that. You see, the protections didn't go back up. We didn't start to do all this other crazy shit. You made people go try to make people go back to work. You told everybody it was cool. You made people go back to work. You sent the scary people out here. They started seeing shit. Then they started calling their Congress people. They're ironing out their mask on. They're, they're not afraid of them. Tell them it's getting worse. Tell them it's getting worse and they're dying. I, I went to the gas station and there wasn't a piece of plexiglass between me and the attendant. It was just like a clear shower sheet. <laughs> I am offended. The children. Tell them the children are dying. That always works. Tell them the children are dying by the droves. Oh, my God. I saw two mothers in the park sitting on the same bench. The I instantly called the cops. The animals <laughs> can't get it now. The animals are getting sick. Tell them the animals are getting sick. I seen, let tell, me tell, you tell them their pets are getting sick. True story. I go to the park. I don't. I shouldn't even tell. I'm going to say this. I go to the park and I work out now, right? Just because of COVID, everybody, no gym, whatever. I go to basketball court. I see the weirdest shit in the park. <laughs> I see this. It's so funny, man. I don't bother nobody. I mind my business, but I know my surroundings, and I know when people are doing things. But I mind my business, right? I don't want to be a part of nobody's world. I don't want to be a part of it. I mind my business, right? But I literally heard these three women plotting on how they could get, because they were Kids were getting sent back to school. They didn't agree with it. They were plotting on how they could get them to shut it down. Literally coming up. I'm in real time. I hear them talking about things they could do. I believe that. That, and I'm that just like, does this, not surprise me at all. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. this is why. It, I tell people all the time. These politicians are not sitting somewhere thinking of how the fuck with you. They'd rather you leave them the fuck alone. So they can do all the bullshit they doing. But you get people calling their Congress people all the time, telling on everybody else, not realizing that when they don't impose standards on individual people, they're the authority. They have to impose standards on everybody. So now you got to do the shit too. And now you mad that you got to do the shit. <coughs> it's silly. But people don't learn. 
So we got to do shit now. <laughs> Wait, the way I look at it is unless we're actually going to fight against this, unless, unless somebody's actually going to fucking fight against it, Fucking wear a mask. I get to live my life. Leave me fuck alone. Oh, I hate it. I don't I, give a shit. I hate the extremes I on both ends. Don't give a shit. I hate the extremes on both ends. Honestly, I mean, like, I if, if I can't, I can, I, I can wrap my head around the argument for why the masks are bullshit. I can understand where people are coming from when they when they talk about it, but when they're super hardcore about it, it, it weirds me out. I'm, it's just it's like Jesus Christ. But the other side too is like. There's people that will like be screaming in an old man's face because he's not wearing a mask. Uh, whatever. Look. And like threatening to beat his ass and all kind. Of, I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, this man? is yeah. this is my this is my case. What's the difference between a mask and a condom? I they mean, made you wear a condom because of a disease. Yeah. Now they make you wear a mask because of a disease. Yeah. Yeah, but the way it's I no different. I, I look at it but they slightly don't find differently. You a, and of course, you look at it slightly different because you have to create the difference no, so you can say one is right and one is wrong. Look, I'm not going to wear. Then we just talk about I, how we differentiate things I'm so not we can gonna make wear, it. Yeah, I'm exactly. not going to wear a mask when I'm walking down the street. I'm just not. I'm you don't sorry. have to. Like, and you don't correct. have to wear a condom when you. And fuck. you know what? The, but the way <laughs> also correct. Yeah. Like, but if you're fucking some shady shit, you might catch AIDS. That's yeah, but that's, that's my decision. Random. And yeah. that's my decision. It's However, true. it is also the decision of any fucking business to say you don't come in here without a mask. Yeah, you're and right. The, and that's all I care about. I don't need the fucking governor or president no. or anybody in between you? to say fucking shit about it. But if a business says you got to have a mask, I'll wear a mask. If public transit I says I got to wear a mask... I'll wear a mask. It's not that Fuck big a you, fucking man. deal. If the president doesn't say I have to wear a mask, I don't have to wear a fucking mask. Yeah. This is goddamn yeah. fucking America. And as soon as the president says you gotta wear a mask, fucking deal with it. Now you're prick. communist. Go I, back to your country, I, asshole. I will say my favorite <laughs> meme over the last 36 hours has been uh, the a three panel with Luke and Darth Vader at the end of uh, um, Return of the Jedi. Where he says, Luke, remove, help me take off my mask. And Luke is like, but it, you'll die. And he's like, I have my rights. That's, <laughs> that's hilarious. I do like the me. I enjoy all the memes. People, this is the funny thing about it. People try to like gauge who I am. But like what I what I post, yeah. And I post such sporadic shit. Yeah, it's all, yeah. It's like they're like, are you? Are you Christian? Are you what the fuck? Are you an atheist? Are you a? I'm like I'm, I just like jokes. Yeah, <laughs> I just like jokes, man. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Everything's funny to me, man. I can't help it. <laughs> Everything I, can't be funny. This is a serious time where we're in serious crisis. Oh, speaking of that, can you pull up a Ryan Long video for me? I'm already offended by this. Obviously, you <laughs> didn't be super offended. <laughs> it's this dude that I've been hearing about through the through the grapevine. He makes some great ass videos. Um, great ass videos. He's part of the New York scene. Uh, if this isn't better than Baby Got Back, I'm already gonna be upset. They comedy videos. What's happening? Yeah, they're comedy videos. Ryan Long. Okay. Uh, I don't know. The the go to the first one, like the like the very first one on on like his Just newest one on that one right on there, YouTube. No, there's a specific one I want to play. Oh, okay. Go That's ahead. like. Give uh, me a second. Give me a second. This dude. Yeah. You're gonna. Uh, you, he, I, he must I'm be gonna, saying. So, he must be saying something you agree with. Well, no, he's just. <laughs> that's the stand-up. He's a skit. Uh, no, it's like his. It, it, it just aired today. <laughs> uh, 
Jesus. All right, you know what? The fucking mood's done. <laughs> if you knew you wanted to see this, why didn't you have it? I forgot about it, but like, it's the first. If you hit videos, hit he's videos. not on a phone, Hamill. This is where this isn't translating. He's on a computer. It's not the same YouTube. Comedians against comedy. That's the one. Thank All you. All right, let's go with it. Why not? <laughs> if I can get, oh fuck me! I can't hear it, James. I can, I can tell. Is it because of my headphones, James? Is it because of an audio difficulty? Are we recording, James? Sure, why not? I don't know. I hope we are. This is your rodeo. I mean, I don't care. Just from what I sing, I don't like this. But I'm going to give it a chance. All right. (laughs) Heavy sarcasm, by the way. That's the thing. Of course, you like sarcasm. We know you like sarcasm, man. It's It's 2020. The time for laughter is over. See, a lot of people think that being a comedian is about getting laughs, writing jokes, or creating content. But being a real comedian is about preventing others from getting laughs. Writing naughty lists. And having content removed from platforms of all kinds. We at Comedians Against Comedy represent a growing number of comedians who strive to remove all comedy that isn't in direct alignment with Dove Soap's publicity team. All us crazy, <laughs> but we subscribe to the idea that being a comedian is about challenging the idea that comedians should be challenging ideas. It's about making a category of comedy that we deem unacceptable and then lumping all of our peers into that category. This <laughs> is a window of acceptable thought. The comedy we allow takes place here. Real comedy is about supporting political <laughs> agendas. Legit Propaganda, fun. if you will. Yeah. I'm just writing a list of 20 fellow comedians I want to have excommunicated. Preventing comedy from happening is no laughing matter. That's why I study the greats, Carlin, Chappelle, Burr's material for problematic topics I can cancel them for. Sometimes you just have to put pen to pad, writing angry letters to comedy clubs about which comedians shouldn't perform there. Stopping comedy has been a journey, you know? I started canceling open mic comics back in Buffalo, and now here I am canceling comics in the New York City club scene. It's just... uh, that's why he's <laughs> one of the best cancelers in the business. You're being too kind. I'm just a hack club comic canceler. This guy cancels clean. <laughs> Guilty. I do tend to cancel clean comics. Well, there's nothing wrong with canceling road comics. I just, I just like to challenge myself. Soup Nazi? It's gotta be something, right? I've done 37 late night sets and I have 1,500 Twitter followers. <laughs> We've taken a shining to crowd work canceling. Yeah, it's, but we don't want to be seen just as crowd work cancelers. We oh. still cancel comics with punchlines too. I think Chappelle might have said something problematic in his latest special. We call that a cancel callback. Today's the day the laughter died. Oh, I just booked another festival. And we encourage audience (laughs) members to be part of the solution by watching comedy in bad faith. Arms crossed, angry, even if it's your day off. Laughter is the worst medicine. You know what's more cathartic than laughter? A venomous retweet. They want me to do 20 minutes? That's gonna be a problem. Join us and a growing (laughs) (laughs) community. No to laughter and no to comedy. Time's up, comedy. Time's up, comedy. North Korea does comedy right. Uh, so what do you think? Solid bit. Man, yeah, solid bit. It's the bit everybody's doing. It's like, oh, this is everything that's wrong. I guarantee. Pull up one of their stand-ups. <laughs> Ryan yeah. Long, he's pretty good. He's not bad. You thought that no, was No, I want to know who some of the other people yeah, in uh, there who, were. Who, who, yeah, what are they talking about? What are they talking about? Uh, well, and. Th- <laughs> What gets me is that if this came out today, or which it did, it's literally the opening, what, bit to Chappelle's special? Oh, I want to cancel everything. It's like, who's that sound like? All of you. (laughs) You know, that's why it didn't impress me. Like, everybody's doing this. You can find 50 videos on YouTube right now of the same people doing, oh, this is what's wrong. But like I said, you go check them out, and they're doing the same thing. 
Right, and I, I, and to be honest, like I think the first person that really fucking punched hard on that was Chappelle, where it's like right at the peak of cancel, where a lot of comics were talking about it, but he comes out with it. Well, he's they, just like, let me do an impression. He the, had such a good take on it, where it wasn't just like, well, the it's because the woke brigade went after Kevin Hart. That's his boy. You know what I mean? So he's gonna be like, nah, I think no, fuck you, no way. Like I'm done with this. But I mean, yeah. But you're you're creating a new demographic of woke people. You're policing the policers now. And that's what people do. You create another level so you can just be the person that you are supposedly mad at. What? <laughs> Sorry, pretty high. <laughs> it's it's creating privilege. I keep people create privilege in in the most fucked up ways. And it has nothing to do with economics. It's just another way. If I can criticize you, I'm putting myself above you in some way, shape, or form. And I'm creating a group based around that. So you can't criticize anything? Like, ever? I don't. It's, it's, why, just understand it. Just, just look at it like this. You can criticize it, but why are you criticizing it? Have a reason to criticize it. Okay. Don't just say, I like this because blah, some, some arbitrary reason. Have a philosophy behind why you like it or dislike it, but allow it still to exist. We got, uh, I, I'm, st- I'm really fighting hard to like put this into a coherent thought. Um, the, <laughs> Me too. Weird. Uh, no, my, <laughs> so my issue is, is when we talk about comics canceling comics, okay? We'll take the context of the video we just watched. We will yeah. take the... The elements that we t- discuss in this room about what comedy is or isn't. I am, I, I, I believe that comedy is an art form. Like mm-hmm. it, it is yeah. no different than paintings, drawings, music, however you want to define art. And therefore, like artists are always a little. PV at other artists. It's yeah. always the thing, you know? It's like whenever the new up-and-coming artist, you know, comes up, it's sort of a departure from what everybody is okay with. And time tells. And in the case of, like, painted works, that can sometimes take long after they're dead. In the case of music, it can be, like, the next week based on the charts. And days to comedy, it's a little different. Yeah. Because you have, there's a lot of different work that goes into it where you're, you have a great audience and you realize a lot of times success within your life that just pushes the envelope slightly it's, differently. It's, it's definitely, the, moment. The, thing, but, the thing that bothers me about woke comedy is like, it's, it's that I'm not saying it shouldn't be a thing. It should be a genre because that is a genre of comedy that people are like, there's Ted, yeah, Ted Alexandro. He's like the, the, the fucking OG of that shit, mm-hmm. which is fine. If that's how you want to look at life and how you want to do your act, that's fine. As a genre, the only thing I don't like about that genre is that they try to enforce their values on other genres. We always do that, but yeah. it just right. sucks. I'm just saying it just it sucks that, that that they do that. And in reality, even like some of the greatest, that's my criticism. I mean, that's you know some of the greatest musical acts that have gone head to head, songwriters and paint painting artists are usually know each other in that transitional yeah. phase. They learned from each other. They didn't necessarily like each other. Yeah. But you just move on. It's just like, yeah, I'm going to be on my trajectory. I can hate this mother for as long as it takes, but maybe that's the fuel for my art. Who gives a shit? Yeah. And that's fine. It, there's The people decide yeah. how that works. Like, the comics or the painters or the musicians don't get to decide what's popular and what is 
what people want to hear at that time. They but, do what they do, and the people decide at any given moment, and that can change. People look back and say, yeah. fuck, you know, but the you Beatles have, were great. I'm a fucking hip-hop guy, but fuck, I listened to some all, Stones. It was the shit. All fame is, dude, you can be famous in your own right. All fame is that you just created a message that you feel that that resonates with the largest amount of people. Now, you can be a legend and nobody ever knows who you are. There are some people who you go to their towns, maybe circumstances meant they never got to go here. They may never got to go there. But like you talk to certain people, they're like, hey, this motherfucker is that dude. That dude was a legend. It, it, it's not about how many people. It's about how the people felt they really enjoyed you. Because like I said, it's go, every, the motherfuckers that's, that's arguing right now going to waste away. Don't worry about them. All, worry about you and your greatness. And you'll resonate with people far beyond your time on this earth. Because that's ultimately what you want. You want to be remembered for what you did. Not what you're doing right now. Everybody yeah. that's doing this. This comedy now, this woke comedy, they're, they're looking for fame right now. Yeah. I, I want you to remember me a thousand years after I'm gone because I said something so powerful that people have passed it down. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm searching for. You're playing the long game. Exactly. Yeah. No, but that's what an artist does is yeah. they do what is true to them, not what is true to the people. But you, there is an element of that. You do have to do yes, what the people like. But but you have. But to, the way you feel might resonate with people and they and, might feel exactly the same way. Exactly. But somebody has to want to hear your message. That's it. Somebody has to want to hear it. Like, if nobody wants to hear it, trust me, nobody's going to listen. But And, and then that's fine. It depends what your aim is. But that's selfishness. If you are only playing for yourself, that's selfishness. You go crazy. You play for because ultimately you want love. You can't love yourself playing for yourself. You have to play for people that are going to love you back. I'm going to disagree okay. with that because that's largely the case of a lot of people that now as history went, we recognize as pure geniuses that did a lot of wonderful things. It's about how you want to express yourself. But it has nothing to do with self-love. It's it, it how is. do you express these, yourself? These people, like, what did I tell you about the girl? She's trying to express something. You want to express love so you can feel love. You can't be the object of your own love. Oh, you so you have to express it through someone else. Okay, you're right. Because usually if you're expressing something, you're hoping that somebody comes back to you. It's a vibratory and thing. It. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen, but you're but still going to be why, it's That's like why you fishing. torment yourself. You're going to throw this, that bait out that's, again and again until a fish bites. That's why artists torment themselves, because you want that resonating factor to come back to you, and you'll spend your whole life getting it, and you never did. And so your work will drive you crazy because you're trying to get love through your work, but it's never enough. So you drive yourself crazy trying to produce the perfect piece that will give you the love that you're looking for, but you can't have it. Some of the best works of art are the people that exactly that never found any happiness other than doing that. But they did because art was a perfect expression of a tormented human. Because what they what they were doing, what they were living in the future. You have these people. I talk about the non-historical person, the person that's living a hundred years beyond it. They're doing things that won't be understood until a long time after they're gone. But people will keep them around because they're trying to figure it out, and eventually they'll hit the the level of consciousness. There's like. I get that. This is great. This is masterful. Is it kind of like Da Vinci? How like he made all this shit that he designed? Was it Da Vinci, right? Yes. He designed all this shit like helicopters, shit like that way before. But like, there's no way in hell that in his time they could make what he designed. But the design was there. They just didn't have the. Then over time, they had the ability to like you know make iron ore and all that shit. Yeah, the thought yeah. precedes the yeah. material. Like way, yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah, and that's yeah. what art is. It's trying to express something that is not material yet. 
Uh, that's an oversimplification of art. It's not. Oh, it's not a simplification. It's a component. That's all it is. It's not a simplification. It's a component. I can I can say a million things are derived from that, but that's just a component. In my opinion, if I had to oversimplify art, it would be um, the best that that individual can do about expressing their brain into three dimensions. It's no. No. There, I argue that <laughs> because that limits only visible art. True. Okay. Audible With, art is up, no longer encountered. No, no, no. The written to, word well, is no, no longer. Audible works in three dimensions. You got to write it on a piece of paper. You got to expel it. Do you it have through. to write it on a piece of paper? No, you don't. I could write a song right now, and I have no concept of musical notes in and, any way, shape, or form. And you no. can hum. Yeah, it's going to be recorded. Sound waves are in three dimensions. I'm just, okay, I'll qualify that and say in up to three dimensions. Also, and then how do you, <laughs> how do you qualify feeling? You, as I said, it is an expression of the brain into a dom- – okay, I'll rephrase. Expression into a domain outside the brain. There you go. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that. That's all it is. And it's the best they can do within the three dimensions they got. However that works. That's I, art. I get you. I mean, that's but, really what I'm trying to say. Is it's just to, like somebody but, trying to put their brain but, out there or some element or some synapse fire into the world. And you've got three dimensions to play with. But that's the whole thing is that you're trying to express it in something other than three dimension. Like that's why you. That's why a lot of art is became abstract. So you're trying to express something, in something that didn't exist. But these were the beginning opponents of it, and the brain can't make any real, any uh, kind so, of. Okay, so you're suggesting, and I'm not being condescending here, but because it's an interesting thought, if I'm following you, is that people that are doing sort of abstract expressionism and into very abstract art are actually trying to comp- to display something in beyond three dimensions onto a three dimensional space. Yes, I can. I can get down with that. If, if that's what you're, idea, I, I'm, I, no, you're probably exactly right in a weird way. If people are literally putting stuff out there and they're experiencing stuff beyond what three dimensions can explain. I mean, you wouldn't be able to make any reason out of it. The easy way to like think about this, and this is always fucked with me, is that if I'm a three dimensional human and my shadow is therefore two dimensional, Uh that means that I am the shadow or could be the shadow of of a fourth dimensional being. Exactly. So what does a fourth dimensional being look like that I am its shadow? Exactly. And I don't know the answer to that. I can't even. I have the hardest time come. That's that's where religion came in at. It was a hypothesis at the beginning and the end. That's all it was with a hypothesis. <laughs> that's all it was. And you can find so many of them. They're interesting. They're very, very interesting. I love reading about the beginnings of the earth and the supposedly ends or where we go. And I understand the reasoning for all of it. That's why I don't get mad at people for having their beliefs because like, I know where your beliefs came from. I know why you believe what you believe. You don't even know why you believe what you believe. I've studied why you believe what you believe. It's interesting. And nobody really cares. <laughs> Like I, li- I like to, I tell people, like, you know, I tell people, every redhead I meet, I say, study your ah. history. <laughs> study your history. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, it's magical. It's interesting. You should know about this type of stuff. Not to say, oh, you deserve something, but just to have 
I've met a lot of people that feel like they don't matter. And I'm like, if you didn't matter, then everybody that preceded you that looked anything like you didn't matter back to the first person that ever existed. So you're saying no one matters if you don't matter. Every event that proceeds has to have an event before it. So you're here because everything else happened before you. People feel like they don't matter. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you got to understand that you matter to some factor that you dictate. But if you feel like you don't matter, then trust me, nobody else feels like you matter either. Oh, yeah. I'm about ready. Yeah, I got to get out of here and say 30. I was really upset that we, uh, I, I wanted to start the live show. I'm going to put it at least at the end of this one since this will post tonight or tomorrow morning. Um, the, uh, the show at X. Oh. Oh. I just uh, every please like yeah. show up like it's a cool show thing. Up. There's a ton of room like anybody that's worried about it. There's a ton of room to be very socially distant. Enjoy yourself. See some fucking solid comics and like sh- check it out as a showcase this Sunday, uh, mm-hmm. August 16th. If you come in, it's it's twenty dollars. If you buy it online, uh, check it out. I think I posted on the uh, I'll post it on the page. But uh, if you come, it's, it's half price. It's $10 to you. If you just mention that you watch you people or you know me or anybody in this room, it's half price to you all the time, anytime. And it's it's a fucking great thing, and we can get something really cool going there. Armstrong's yeah. got a real solid start. I mean, third show, but the first one I went to was great. Show, Se- it's second a one was good. fucking cool room, and uh, check it out. And the show gonna be a show. We finna, I'm finna get with the man. We gonna do some lighting and some some music. We finna, we gonna put on the show, man. I'm, I'm gonna show out. I'm looking. Do I get to pick my intro music? I'm. A, let me see. Let me work on everything. Because the only time I've ever been able to do that was at the improv, and it's one of the reasons I love it. What are you doing? What are you doing tomorrow? Uh, what time? I don't know, but he wants me to come over there so we can set something up because I think he can set it up and it yeah. just roll it. He just yeah, the dude. I'll be honest. I talked to the the sound guy there. The guy knows his shit. Yeah, like he is the fucking man. He got that system on lock. So and he's eager to fuck with it. Like he wants to do shit. He's like, yeah, let's do it, man. He's like, you know, what I'm saying. So I like that he's excited. Yep. Oh, yeah, he about probably put a lot of money into that shit. Yeah, my read. My read on it. this guy is he just wants to put on the best fucking live performance he can possibly do. For so just ask him. Be like, cool, yeah. we'll do this. We we gotta set the show up there, man. And we should do it only I'm setting up an OnlyFans and we do it through <laughs> we do it through some type of paywall thing. So it's yeah. like if you wanna see it, but we're gonna have an audience there. We're gonna get some people out. Even if it's just some of our friends, if it's just six, seven people, that's just the, we could do a, it would just be us. We could just do a podcast, it don't matter. But I wanna get people there that we can have and I, we can talk about. I really wanna do one where we're running a pa- panel while people are doing shows. Like we'll, we don't talk during their set, we'll but like I, I, that is like one of the things that I'd love to do is just like do fucking like the end of like the tonight show, but that's the whole show. So as a comic goes on, we'll, come down, sit with us. Let's talk for a hot minute. All right. Next act. That's something we'll we'll build up to that. Like that's gonna be something to where it's like, you know, everybody needs to be a little bit more comfortable. When we get an audience, we're actually starting the same people that was there when you were there, they came back. Yeah. And they brought a dude. So people are starting so we already got regulars. They cool yeah. with everybody. It's a cool atmosphere. You know what I'm saying? We create and, everybody's cool. And uh Christine? Is yeah, that her name? Yeah, the, yeah the bartender. Yeah. She uh no, the the comic Oh the uh, comic yeah. she's a she's a good cheerleader. Like she's on it. Yeah, she's she, so and she's gonna bring people Dude, Oh I'm you just a, dude, you missed it. You missed it. It was this little uh drunk 
Latin lady there, she was trying to fuck, man. She was trying to fuck. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. Her trying to fuck me while uh, Carrie was there. Because <laughs> Carrie ain't never been in that situation. So I like to see how Carrie going to respond to shit. Are you going to be cool? Are you going to walk the walk? Or are you just talking to talk? She handled it. She was like, she was with Bell. She was, she was like, what you going to do? I'm like, oh, okay. All right. So it was cool. So, yeah. By the time uh, we meet again, we'll know how that went. We'll see. Wait, 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 before you shut it down, I haven't said much this hour, but like, I've, I, I don't know, you guys just been on a tear and feel like cutting you off or something stupid. At least once a day, try and promote something you love. That's all I got. 